0: Living in a scientific age, we need citizens who know enough about science to make intelligent decisions about what they do. We've used science to to prolong life, to increase security and happiness. But it can also be used for destruction. Are we going to use it constructively? It'll be up to you. And you too. Hey, Todd. Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm, I'm well. But do you remember, it was about seven days ago, I told you a joke regarding the degradation of my trapezius, latissimus dorsi, and rhomboid muscles, you no. know, those ones next to my spine. I, I vaguely remember it. You know, it was, it was about a week back. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it went back up at the end it It was a rough it was a bumpy ride a short but bumpy ride to a somewhat satisfying chip on that one (laughs) it's like when I was in Alaska this summer and we had to take those huge um Mercedes Benz like people mover army things like that goes Straight up a mountain, but at one mile per hour, right. or whatever. That 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 was that joke.
0: Uh, and also, welcome to March Dadness. As... Oh no! <laughs> so should it's... we
1: have? We should have some sort of bracket. If
0: we totally. Should.
1: Where we winnow down the dad jokes t- until be... one dad joke rules them all. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. Uh, Well, at Slack Moments in the show, I'm going to be referring to this wonderful (laughs) book that you gave me before we started called uh, How to Not Look Old, Fast and Effortless Ways to Look 10 Years Younger, 10 Pounds Lighter, and 10 Times Better by some lady named Carla Charla Krupp. I don't know who she is. She's an expert. She's an expert. So here's a list of forbidden fashion items over the age of 30. (laughs) Belly necklaces.
0: What? <laughs> earmuffs. Wait, whoa.
1: A belly necklace. A belly necklace is... Remember, it was like very Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. It would just be a chain uh, around your waist, basically. What?
0: <laughs> I've never heard of <laughs> As I told
1: you before, that the picture I, of Madonna they used uh, identifies oh. this book as coming out solidly in 2005. <laughs> so apparently uh, belly, belly necklaces were huge. Were on the rise. But also apparently earmuffs, go-go boots, and let's see what else scrunchies no see scrunchies are back now all this oh, information yeah. is already it's out of date faded. so we'll just be referring to that here kind of on and off during the show all right um but should we start here well let's start with one thing that will lead to another um because we've been looking at uh, coronavirus news like breaking as we're talking so we'll get <coughs> to that but
0: Even breaking, 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 breaking about twenty minutes ago, breaking your heart news. It was announced that Pete Buttigieg has dropped out of the race. Yes. So So by the
1: time everyone's hearing this, that will be kind of old old news, news. of course. But literally, as as we were Mm. about to call Brian. We had to take a moan of silence. You had to run in and tell Nick. And... Nick
0: hadn't known yet, and he has his finger on the pulse of the news. Yes. Generally so I th- yeah, this, that was from it, the Mark and Todd
1: no... cast newsroom. That was, <laughs> was breaking. I had it before anyone. walked away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we so, have the yes.
1: scoop. <laughs> yes, stop the presses. So, yes, yeah, that's very – I know you were a, a big supporter of yeah. him. so. Um, it will be interesting to see uh, what happens with that. I I right. wondered if that was moving him to maybe a vice presidential uh, slot versus a Bernie, a Bernie mm. Warren ticket together, because it seems like those, they need to keep each other afloat yeah. somehow, all four of those people.
0: You know, I know that Pete Buttigieg um, would make a great president one, but uh, he would be the best secretary of state we've ever had in history. Uh, he speaks nine languages. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, and just he's military hyper experience, military experience. And like he's just over-informed. <laughs> like he's just too polished, you know, is like a lot of the criticism he gets is he, you know, sounds like a robot because right. he's, you know, it, and there's uh, comparisons where they put him next to Obama speeches and like, all the polish, 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 and and, and okay, <laughs> like you mean he does his He's homework? He's too well put together. We can't take him seriously. Well, uh, yeah,
1: it'll be interesting to watch as uh, as Emperor Palpatine says about young Anakin. It will be interesting to watch his career. Yes. So, um, uh, as long as he avoids uh, t-shirts with meant to be funny sayings, <laughs> overalls, and moo-moos, Part of the twenty-five clothes that just gotta go. (laughs) Uh,
0: So, in preparing for COVID nineteen, so Nick and I have done a a little bit of emergency preparedness. Uh, We've we've wanted to have like our earthquake kit and Mm -hmm. and stuff together, and we've we've always had our camping supplies together, which kind of can substitute in that but we really weren't prepared for food related stuff or water related stuff and so we've now uh stocked up and we've got a dedicated spot that we're putting together and we've got uh solidly two weeks and in a pinch we could go as long as a month uh but i know that we both would get tired of beans and rice really quick and and so we could go a month and and survive but uh it wouldn't be a pretty survival. It would be, it would be a, a survival full of complaining.
1: Right. By uh, Colin's mom or grandma or somebody ordered, it just showed up at the house. It's like a survival backpack that weighs like yeah. 40 pounds, but it's got like three weeks of that hard tech, you know, survival food and it has everything in it. It's amazing. Little pup tents and shields and <laughs> helmets and, it's, it's crazy, but it's just an antenna full. for ET to It to Well, and it has a little hand crank radio <laughs> right. and like yep. all of those sutures and <laughs> all of that. So I have a little bit of that. I have water and I have, I'll have to eat like 30 pounds of frozen beef in the first day because that's all in my freezer. And if the, have you heard, about although the... we're, I guess we're not expecting electricity to fail. Right. And we're hoping. So that. I'll have yeah. my instant pot still.
0: You'll have your instant pot. Still and, unable to make yogurt, but I'll have my instant pot. Yeah. And before the show, we watched a uh, an expat from um, Australia, his experience currently in Beijing, China. And uh, although they're not the epicenter of the uh, outbreak in China, they definitely are um, experiencing the backlash and and of the quarantine-related stuff. So uh, he went shopping to the grocery store and showed the process and showed literally more than 90% of the businesses in the mall that absolutely would be prime day of uh, shopping with people scurrying around and doing all all the things. 90% 90% were closed not a human in sight you know just just a trickle of people yeah. and the grocery store was definitely the the only place where people were and and, you, and they took your temperature on the way in the guy in the took, hazmat suit took your temperature they closed all the entrances save one and uh, took his temperature and then they in the sh- checkout line they've got little sections uh, you're not allowed to get close to the next person in front of you and so stand six feet behind them uh until they've cleared the area and then you move into the next cell six six feet forward so uh yeah and all uh, that cashiers awesome. are in like hazmat literal suit. hazmat suits yeah, they're in like clean room outfits and uh yeah good times
1: man so there is there is um a case that was found in lake oswego there's now also one in federal way washington uh at some usps Uh, Center. He said that people said that uh, that person did not handle packages or anything. Um, And then there has been, I believe, one death in one death in the United States. Yeah. Uh, So it's 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 outbreaking as as we're going. So who knows where we'll be tomorrow? But right
0: now we're at eighty eight thousand. It says yeah, and uh, fifty percent increase in cases in Italy over one night. Uh, Yesterday there were about eleven hundred, and today there's almost 1700 so
1: wow and it uh, says total recovered 42,000 yeah and so that's that's half of the cases that are out there yeah but that's good people are recovering wash your hands two percent are dying <laughs> uh, the Surgeon General is urging the public to stop buying face masks serious people seriously people the Surgeon General said on Twitter <laughs> Let's all take a moment to absorb that statement. Seriously, people, the Surgeon General said on Twitter. Oh my word! <laughs> Stop buying masks. Uh, the Surgeon General right now uh, is someone I've never heard of, named Jerome M. Adams, and uh, he said they are not effective in preventing general public from catching the coronavirus. But if healthcare providers can't get them to care for sick patients, it puts them and our communities at risk. Um, so the plea comes as panicked consumers buying masks online um, and health officials around the world have been employing, imploring the public to stop buying them if they are healthy um, or not caring for someone else who is ill. So, um, again, Steve, Steve Reckent, who was uh, on the show a couple of weeks ago to talk about the coronavirus, mentioned that, too. Uh, if you are sick, then, yes, wear wear a mask. Um, if not, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Don't lick a stranger. I think is, <laughs> exactly that is good. Yeah. So
0: um, and quarantine yourself effectively. Like yeah, minimize your exposure and your con- contact with uh, other humans. Right, right. So,
1: well, moving away from that, um, and this is uh, a little bit older because uh, we did Portland of the movies last weekend. Did we, or did we do a regular show? A uh, regular show last weekend. Oh, well, uh, then Catherine Johnson, one of the hidden figures uh, from the movie mm. Hidden Figures. Um, the mathematician that worked for, with NASA, uh, she died at the age of 101. I won't go into too many details, like I said, because I think most people have covered it already, but, um... Uh, if you remember her and know her story, it's an, uh, just amazing uh, what her brain was and her contribution to the space race and to, uh, I guess, humanity to to help us break the bonds of this petri dish of an earth <laughs> that is trying to kill us with viruses. Seriously. So um, there's also a story from Tigard. The red light cameras were shut down due to <gasps> incomplete permits. So for right now, they wanted to put one blow through those. I know they wanted to put one at the intersection along Highway 99 uh, and something or other, but they did not have the permits ready. People rushed in to stop the process. So right now, you can go speeding through Tigard, and the red light ticket cameras are not on. So good luck with that. (laughs) Don't try this at home. Don't try that. Don't try that in Tigard. Uh, The round Earth skeptic, Mad Mike Hughes died in a California rocket crash because he wanted to see the Earth's curvature himself. So he wanted to fly to the edge of outer space to see if the world was indeed round. This is a new news story? This is a new news story from this past week. He died after his homemade rocket uh, blasted off into the desert sky and plunged back to the Earth. Um, This was near Barstow, California. Hughes was also a limousine driver who held the Guinness World Record for longest limousine ramp jump. For jumping 103 feet in a Lincoln Town car stretch limousine in 2002. His steam powered rocket uh, streaks up. Oh, this is. Steam powered? Yeah, I guess it's suddenly in first person because it says the stream powered rocket streaks upward and then takes about 10 seconds to fall straight back to Earth. Oh, what? Shrieks can be heard as the rocket plows into the desert. Well, that was was freelance journalist Justin Chapman on the scene. Thanks, Justin. He says, shrieks can be heard. Good grief. Um, oh, but the humanity. Some...
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. shouldn't be making fun of this.
1: Of course we shouldn't. And is not all the reason why I picked this story to read on our podcast. Um, in 2018, he propelled himself about 1,800 feet into the air and deployed a parachute Uh, And then a second one, but still had a hard landing in the Mojave Desert, and he injured his back. Uh, He said back then, this thing wants to kill you in 10 different ways. This thing will kill you in a heartbeat. He said, fulfilling his own destiny. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to take anyone's word for uh, the world being round. Uh, He said in a video posted to the BBC News, I don't know if the world is flat around." and we'll I, never that, know. I, yes, he will know. <laughs> that is the irony the of the world situation. The will never know. <laughs> he said, my story uh, is incredible, he once told the Associated Press. It's got a bunch of storylines. I'm an older guy. I'm out in the middle of nowhere, plus the flat earth. The problem is, it brings out all the nuts also, he said in this rambling <laughs> statement to the Associated Press <laughs> to prove he was not a crazy person. Well, what I guess... Wow. Well, I guess that will be the the last story we hear from him, I guess. Hopefully. I have no sounder for that. Maybe a... It doesn't really fit them. McGruff the Crime... Oh, there we go. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) McGruff the Crime Dog actor gets 16 years in prison. John Morales, the actor who played the crime-fighting cartoon character in McGruff the Crime Dog, which apparently, I don't know if that was just... It must have been just in the uh, public service announcement and his in his commercials. Okay. Uh, he uh, went to prison, stemming from a 2011 arrest in which police seized a thousand marijuana plants, 27 weapons, including a grenade launcher, uh, right. oh, and 9,000 rounds of ammunition. Um, so the blah 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 McGrath the crime dog is a cartoon bloodhound. Blah blah blah. So everyone knows who that. He was created by the advertising agency Sachi and Sachi, huh. which I didn't know.
0: Cool. Uh, So there's a musician who's uh, used mathematics and an algorithm to generate a song that has every possible melody
2: (laughs) included
0: in it so that uh, it can be copyrighted and prevent future copyright lawsuits. So...
1: Okay, explain. Walk walk me... Teach it to me like I'm five.
0: Okay, so uh, creates an algorithm that says... Da, 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 da. That's the new tune. Okay. It's included in this song. That wasn't
1: a classic hit that I was supposed to recognize. Not yet. Oh, okay.
0: But maybe that will be invented as a classic hit in 10 years from now. He already has that song copyrighted. So his plans
1: is to get royalties from all future songs. Yes.
0: Well done. <laughs> this guy. Who is this guy? A musician and a lawyer. I have no, it. No Citing famous examples of music copyright infringement lawsuits, uh, Mr. Ryle. And so his name is... Uh, Damien Ryle. Uh, G-
1: generating... Th- I'm, sorry, now I'm just reading yeah. it off your screen. <laughs> generating 300,000 melodies each second.
0: What? Creating a catalog of 68 billion eight-note melodies. So, so he just buried all
1: this into the... So I
0: think it might actually be 68 billion songs... Each eight notes long. So, is there a, is there a the sample melodies file? Were then copyrighted if and released into the public domain. So he doesn't want to get royalties. He wants to prevent other people from having copyright strikes against them. Boy, that that's where it falls apart.
1: Is there a sound file attached to this story? If not, no. I'm, I'm very upset. No. That's the whole point of this story. It's like when there's a story about an amazing picture oh. and they never have the picture.
0: He has a TEDx talk. We should watch that sometime. <laughs> we'll watch that.
1: Find that's out. not the sound right there in the corner in the on the side. There's uh, like a thirty thirty-one second clip. Um uh, oh he's just talking there. He's that's maybe, his but maybe TEDx he'll talk. maybe he'll play it. We've got time to <laughs> be have to do anything
0: formal, as soon as it's written to a fixed tangible medium, this hard drive, it's copyrighted
1: automatically. Oh well, I guess I'll do I would add it copyright- in post after I went to discover it, but I think we all know I'm not going to do that. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe by the time I post this episode, I'll have found it and put it in the comments so you can go looking for that. Well, speaking of entertainment, Bob Iger is going to step down as the CEO of Disney Effective immediately. So uh, that was announced Tuesday. Bob Chapek, who was most recently served as chairman uh, of the Disney Parks, Experiences, and Products, will assume the role of CEO. Um, shares of Disney fell about two point five. Uh, Iger will remain ex- executive chairman of Disney through the end of twenty twenty one. Iger has been CEO. Uh-oh, is that your heart rate monitor again? No. Okay. When you got the, when you first got the the Buttigieg news, your your watch literally had to remind you to breathe.
0: <laughs> it, it was it was it
1: such knew a trauma. My sadness. <laughs> oh. Um. Anyway, so Sorry. this news seemed to be very sudden and, and confused a lot of people. But um. Uh, but basically, Igar has been instrumental in making Disney a media powerhouse with key acquisitions. Uh, he launched Disney Plus, immediately making Disney a popular streaming service. Blah blah blah. Disney said the service had twenty six point five million paying subscribers its first quarter. So a definite change of head there. I wonder if it has anything to do with all of the movies from the properties that they have taken over not doing very well. Yeah, mostly I, Star Wars. Like
0: the only thing that's that's doing well right now is Mandalorian. Yeah, that's yeah. true
1: and and uh and Frozen. the Marvel franchise yeah. is kind of at a natural conclusion. There will be more, but I don't I don't I can't picture them re Recapturing that lightning in a bottle. Well, back to uh, some local news. Two downtown MAX stations are going to close this week. And changes are coming to more than a dozen TriMet buses. So um, TriMet decided in July it would close multiple stations. uh, An unprecedented decision in the transit's history. So um, the mall and Southwest 4th and 5th will no longer be in operation on March one. Uh, King Hill and Southwest Salmon, which is a little used stop, will shut down for a one year trial period. Um, They're going to keep Skidmore Fountain open because they were going to try to close that, but everyone freaked out because that's where Saturday Saturday market Market is. Um, March 1 also makes some other service changes. Uh, So the bus lines, line 20, line 76, line 42. Um, and 18 other bus routes. So if you uh, are someone that takes public transportation, you will want to check on that uh, because changes start this week, uh, including us a little bit to max, uh, just a few by several minutes. So it shouldn't affect the max line too much. But it sounds like they're trying to do this to keep the max on schedule because there's a lot of <coughs> stations that are within like 500 feet of um, the next station of yeah. the next one. So. Keep all right. It, keep it moving. We talked about the coronavirus. We're all going <coughs> to die. You got anything else? Um, yeah.
0: uh, not, not any other news. Okay, I have stuff. one quick other cool. news cool. thing, and that yep. is
1: finally, 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 there is a Etch-A-Sketch where it is possible to make rounded corners because no. there is a rounded Etch-A-Sketch what an exciting time to be alive, this news story says. It ruins everything. Etch-a-Sketch is releasing a new model, which is rounded, uh, to celebrate 60 years of staying in business. This article says, despite the advent of smartphones and tablets and the ever-dwindling attention span of children, the Etch-a-Sketch revolution has a traditional XY axis knobs, but also a round screen that, be rot- that can be rotated to draw perfect arcs and circles. Um. Oh, this article ends with a terrible joke, so I will not. <laughs> I'm not continue to do that. So finally, yeah, I remember once in college I got bored, and I rendered my entire room from the perspective of where I was sitting in my no. chair on an etch a sketch, and it was really cool. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, but I was never particularly good at etch a sketches. So did you see the picture of the round etch a sketch freestyle? No, no, it is called the um etch a sketch uh revolution i saw a gif of it from, can actually can draw actually draw circles, circles. so uh, yeah it looks it looks like one of the old timey round televisions it's like the one that yeah. they drag out in back to the future or whatever um so anyway you go etch a sketch wait way There's- to way to go uh, there's yeah, there's the little gif. Uh, oh, that, there it is. There it is. We're excitedly watching a gif of an etch a sketch on a podcast. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, but that's all. That's 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 wow. That's it. It's good times. It's done. It's Neat. over. So uh, well, let's go to the Unipiper uh, and see what he has to say. Um, and don't forget, ten things you can do less for less than a hundred dollars to take ten years off. Slim down with shapewear bike shorts. <laughs> Cut some bangs. I'll work on Whiten that your teeth. This is what you said when you gave me this book. You said this is basically 10,000 things we now have a complex about because we didn't know we nope. were supposed to have. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know the rule, 10 rules for not looking, good grief, 10 new rules for how not to look old. My bangs are getting out of control. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you had bangs?
0: <laughs> the 80s. <laughs>
1: when you used sun in? I,
0: it's exactly. Uh, bang? Uh,
1: remember, cover gray brow hairs with pencil and powder. And don't outline your lips with dark liner. And oh, this one was for you. Unchain your reading glasses. <laughs> and slip on <laughs> high heels or high-heeled boots. So... Uh-huh. We'll go to the Unipiper who does none of those things, and we will come back. Good times.
0: (laughs) Hello, this is the Mark and Todd cast.
2: Uh, That's exactly who I was looking for. Hi,
0: is this Brian, the Unipiper kid?
2: It is.
1: Are you all recovered from the big VHS swap last night?
2: Uh, barely (laughs) Um, how was it uh, after I left out
1: it it kept thinning out and getting less and less busy um, but it never like completely died down I was I was kind of surprised because yeah it did go until until midnight and everyone kept their booths up until midnight it wasn't one of those things where people like shut down early or whatever
2: was it a success on your end
1: I thought so. Yeah, I sold about 50 tapes, which which I thought was pretty good. I still have I still have a trunk and a half full of tapes. But uh, hopefully next time at Movie Madness, I'll be able to get rid of more and more. And it sounds like this one uh, happens every three months, three or four months, I think.
2: Yeah, it was a really good um, crowd in terms of like people having a good time.
1: Yeah, totally. And a pretty varied Uh crowd.
2: Yeah, it was a VHS swap along with like an independent Portland comic scene meetup.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Because earlier in the day at the same location, this is at the Eagles Lodge, um, they had a, a, a comic book swap. So I wondered if maybe some of those did both or I'm not sure.
0: Some hangers on.
2: I, I have to give special shout out to the man who set up um, his VHS exhibit. Uh, I call it an exhibit. Um, yeah, he's, he set up a complete. He like built out of plywood a meat counter, and <laughs> he put all of his VHS tapes under glass, uh, and he had them wrapped up in styrofoam like you would get a pound of ground beef. Uh, that's, <laughs> but there's, there's only like selling quality VHS tapes, uh, seventy nine cents a pound. <laughs> And he only had, like, three, right? Yeah. It and only, so it was, he only like, this three. big production
1: and this big, like, and he had a video camera, like an old-style video camera pointed at the case, which was also showing on a little vintage TV. It was, like, this whole elaborate art, art piece of some sort. It was so It was an art weird. piece that
2: nobody else was in on except probably himself.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty great. How important um, is that?
2: I, I ended up leaving the show, and then I was actually really hungry, and through the power of suggestion, (laughs) I went to Quarter World to get some chicken strips.
1: Oh, my gosh. What did you think?
2: And, well, the chicken strips themselves uh, were fantastic. Okay, good. Uh, I I don't think saying the best chicken strips you've ever had in your life is underselling them or overselling them. Okay. Uh, The ratio of, like, bread to meat was perfect. (laughs) um that like were uh, they
0: juicy and 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 tender like like we experienced
2: them? they were they were exactly like your description a dusting
1: um, of salt that you can see with your eyes on the top that we noticed. yeah it's
2: it, dusting of something white on there <laughs> yeah. oh um, yeah those are so good but when when I, after i placed my order in there they gave me a buzzer yeah and so i was like okay this is cool so i can like walk around and maybe play a game or two so i did that And I ended up waiting a half an hour, and my buzzer never went off. And so I went back up to the counter, and then there was chicken strips sitting there. And and eventually I found out that my little buzzer had never registered. Oh, no. So, yeah. I I, I was kind of tired by that point. But (laughs) they were good, and I do not regret a single minute. Oh good. good,
1: good, good. Yeah, I was shocked at how good
0: those things are. They're made out of crack. Wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. that be amazing? It just, it became this cult classic, you know, you <laughs> line out the door to get.
1: Totally, like to the construct. screen door or whatever that one restaurant is exactly. that everybody likes to go to. Well, uh, well,
2: so the funny thing was I was like, you know, ready to go by the time the chicken strips came <laughs> out. So as soon as I picked them up. Um, they come out in this plastic black basket, you know, yeah. that you get at the, the, uh, bowling alley or whatnot. And so I just walked right out the front door with that <laughs> basket. And yeah. I've got it. I've got it on my counter right now. Yeah. So if anyone from quarter world is listening, I'll bring your basket back one day. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, what else is going on in the world of the Unipiper? We haven't talked in a while.
2: Yeah, um, I found something uh, Portland-related uh, that was I found quite interesting on YouTube of all places uh, this past week. Um, Todd, I know you are somewhat of a prevalent YouTuber these days. I'm one um, of the
1: biggest. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, have you ever stumbled upon the YouTube channel called Nexpo?
1: No, no.
2: Um, this is one of those channels that does like. The top ten most disturbing internet mysteries of all time, (laughs) okay. Um, And it's just something I can work in the background and have this playing. And what
1: is it called? Nexpo.
2: N e x p o. -O. Okay. And three weeks ago, he uploaded a video called "Strange Sounds from Ninety Six Point Seven FM." Yep, I'm looking at it Um, right now. Yeah, and so this is uh, it's a he's a pretty big channel. He's got one point one million subscribers. And so I got this video playing, and then I realized that he's talking about Portland in this video. Um, and the whole – the premise of the video is that between twenty uh, like 2016 and 2018, um, 96.7 FM played some really strange uh, sounds. Um, and it was everything from like kind of ambient music to – uh, creepy sound effects, uh, and then they would play snippets of uh, Martin Luther King speeches and uh, JFK speeches and uh, NASA recordings. Weird, um, yeah, very weird. And so, of course, the once once the internet found out, <laughs> uh, they had to get to the bottom of this mystery. And so, this YouTube channel they. Uh, he, he tries to do research and, and actually put his two cents into what is going on with these mysteries And this is the first time like it already caught my attention that it was about Portland I was like, well, that's cool. But then I by the end of the video I actually had new information about the mystery that I could share um, And I felt very important being able to do so Wow How, What what did what were you able to share? Well, he goes through his research, uh, trying to figure out like, what's this backstory with this, uh, frequency? Um, and he looked up the FCC records for this frequency and, uh, found that it was, uh, registered by a group called the community Alliance of tenants. Um, basically a group fighting for equal housing. Um, and, uh, so in his research, he'd also uncovered some sort of connection, uh, with X-Ray FM. And he showed a screenshot of like the FCC filing. And I noticed a name in there and it was the name of Jefferson Smith. And, uh, Jefferson Smith is the founder of X-Ray FM.
1: Right. Uh,
2: So I was at least able to add one more bit of, uh, uh, evidence linking this uh, the station to uh, X Ray FM. Wow. And long story short, uh, the the most likely scenario is that the Community Alliance of Tenants, before they were ready to actually broadcast. Um, They played this weird stuff just to get people's attention and get people talking about it um, so that they would hopefully tune back in one day once they were actually broadcasting. Um, They do that a lot in
1: radio. Rick Emerson used to talk about all the time. I think he said it was called burning off an audience and or stunting and what you would do like if you're if you're. Um hits of the oldies was going to become like a Spanish station uh-huh. for a week. They would like there was one station you said that would just play Louie Louis 24 hours a day for like a week straight. <laughs> or one of them just had a countdown from like four million <laughs> and down. And so you kind of burn off the old audience, and that a new audience kind of flipping through is like, well, what what's happening here? And kind of paying attention to it a little bit more. Interesting. So, wow. Yeah,
2: And uh, I guess one of the connections they found was that before X-Ray originally went on the air, they did something similar. So then I was able to say that, oh, look, you're through your documents. There's a connection between the Community Alliance of Tenants and X-Ray. So,
1: wow. Well done. Encyclopedia Brown.
2: (laughs) Yeah. My uh, armchair sleuthing. (laughs) That's awesome.
1: You do have a sleuthing hat. I I feel like you a choice (laughs) of sleuthing hats.
2: I was looking this week. Uh, I, Instagram was advertising Sherlock Holmes hats to me for some reason. <laughs> and I thought, I thought the Unipiper might need one of those.
1: Uh, that's pretty. I have that giant Homer head that I found. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, is anything coming up in, in Unipiper land?
2: Yeah, uh, folks should. Um, I'm, I'm getting to perform someplace I have not performed uh, ever before. Oh, wow. On Wednesday, I'll be on the stage of Revolution Hall.
0: Oh, oh fun. Uh,
2: uh, there is, uh, I'm participating in the Portland, the 20th annual Portland celebrity spelling bee, um, which is benefiting, um, what group is it? Oh, uh, schoolhouse supplies, uh, which is a nonprofit that gives uh, free school supplies to, uh, students in need.
1: Oh, that's, oh, cool. that's how, really cool. How is your spelling?
2: Uh, I'm going to find out. I, I, <laughs> you know, I think that I'm a decent speller. And then uh, they sent out a list of words to like, these are the types of words you might expect to see. And I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> are you going
1: to do that thing where you're, where you, uh, can you, what is the language of origin?
2: <laughs> can you <laughs> yeah, use that in a, in a sentence? sentence? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to attempt uh, to spell on the unicycle. So um, oh, I'm nice. probably going to need to stall for as much time as I can get.
0: <laughs> Potato does not have an
1: e at the end. No e. Remember when that was enough to ruin your political career? Right. Sat and stand
0: Quail. Oh. oh, poor guy.
1: Oh well, that's so. That's that's Wednesday at Revolution Hall.
2: Yep. Um, you can uh, actually weird Portland United is giving away uh, a couple of tickets. Um, you can check us out on any of our social media channels, Weird Portland United, um, and figure out how you might be able to go and see this happen for free. Very um, cool. Yep. Uh, Poison Waters is the MC. Uh, Napoleon the Alpaca will be there, as well. Some Rose City Rollers. <laughs> There's and a Napoleon
1: some... the Alpaca now?
2: Yeah. Uh, yes. It's, yes. Uh... Uh, these part of, lung... part of the herd, okay. But and, Fred,
1: the Rojo herd, yes. The Rojo. Okay, herd. so this is still from the Rojo camp. There, ha- yes. A, a third, a third player has not. We don't. We don't talk about not the other arrived player. on the no. scene of of no. the no. L- no. Portland no. Llama Wars.
0: <laughs> we don't discuss the other, other members of the wars. Too much. Uh, too much drama. <laughs> I said we don't mention that. <laughs> yes. Too much drama. Uh, well, anything else coming up?
2: Um, that about does it from uh, my neck of the woods.
1: Nice, nice. Well, hopefully you guys will not be infected by the coronavirus the <laughs> next time we talk to you. Uh, so keep washing those hands. We've got that. We've got Steve. Steve Rinkent. No, no. There's no end. Reckent. 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 Reckent, Reckent Ralph. Uh, to give us all our inside details that we need to know about this. So we should have him yeah, as I've got, got to him call on Steve dial right now. Yeah. yeah, seriously, seriously. Well, he has said. Just wash your hands. Things will be fine for now. So yep. so stay awesome. safe. We will talk to you later, Brian.
2: All right. Talk to you guys later. All right. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I
1: don't know where this audio is from, but it's clearly from like across the park from where he was playing.
0: <laughs> so as close as you can get and still record it. <laughs> still having your, your not, uh, recording
1: device not destroyed by sound waves. no tie dye anything no oh. or micro mini dress no micro not minor. just a well, or a you're... micro there's a skirt and a micro and there's a mini skirt and a micro mini skirt With... isn't that just underwear it's just, <laughs> how, yes. it goes above your waist <laughs> 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 well i'm gonna put the, i'm gonna put the how to not look old aside for now so. Uh, cool. So um,
0: I have like a micro topic. A
1: micro topic. There we go. A micro mini topic. We we, we literally well, we went like an hour and a half last last yeah. Last yeah. Time, so so,
0: so uh, there's there's no big news story here, <laughs> but basically, juice uh, or uh, Beetlejuice or uh, there's there's literally on the Wikipedia page four ways of pronouncing it. Oh wow. But depending on whether you uh, the is it that e, A at the e beginning? Thing? Yeah. Or the S Z at the end. And so is it Betelgeuse? Is it I don't think we're allowed Betelgeuse? to say that. I don't think so either. <laughs> Betel Betelgeuse, Betel juice. Uh, you know Betel, juice. Yeah, it's that. So as you are What kind looking, of word is that? Latin? It it uh there was an entomology that I uh it's I saw. It, saw. But it's but it's I'm not Latin. It. I'm over it. Yeah. It's Greek, maybe probably in the Greek. And so as you're looking in the night sky, especially in the winter times like now that we are in, uh, you will see Orion, one of the most prominent, easy to recognize uh, yeah, uh, constellations in the, in the sky. And as you're looking at it in the upper left hand corner is Orion's right shoulder. And so, as Orion is looking at you, um, it's his right shoulder. It's stage left, stage or I left. right, exactly. <laughs> never and remembered. so, the upper left is uh, Betelgeuse, and it's it's like the ninth brightest star in the sky. It actually, used to be the ninth brightest star in the sky. Oh, as, as it is, uh, it so. Uh, and is this
1: the star that's closest to us? It's not closest it's to not. Alpha Centauri. Is so the why why do we always hear of Betelgeuse? Like that is, is a star most people, and we it's, usually don't hear names of stars because yeah, they don't have their own names. Right. There's, um, is it just because it's been in the night sky for so long that we've all collectively Yeah, it's <laughs> welcomed it's, it into our lives?
0: It's part of one of the most prominent... Uh, constellations that that we right. we all see it's it looks like super the thing bright. it's supposed to be it's red it's it's uh, oh, one okay. of the only red giants that uh is really easy to identify uh, by your eye you, know, okay. you, you don't need a telescope or or anything like that it's super easy to spot and it's uh considered a variable star as as the intensity or the light coming out of it as we see it varies over time periodically and uh, to to a little bit uh, of a degree. And starting in October, it just started to dim uh, a lot and we lost more than uh, it should more than it should and it uh, like less less than 50 percent of the intensity that it had. And so it's it's slipped its position. It's now like 11th instead of 9th brightest star in the sky. Uh, And it, the life cycle of a star, uh, after the, after it runs out of fuel, so uh, our star has lots of uh, time left, if you will. And the the fuel of a star, so it's got a bunch of hydrogen. uh, Gravity is collapsing the hydrogen and keeping it hot in the middle the uh, radiation out from the fusion reactions that happen there push out the energy and so it reaches this equilibrium where radiation is going out gravity is trying to keep all of that in and that gravity is compressing the hydrogen causing fusion which then explodes and pushes out and and it reaches this equilibrium once at at some point in uh millions and, and billions of years that fuel runs out and the star uh the radiation out becomes uh greater than the uh gravity kind of pushing it back in and so betelgeuse is a massive 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 star If we replaced our sun with Betelgeuse, the uh, diameter would reach almost to Jupiter. So we would be very much inside (laughs) Betelgeuse right now. Uh, So past Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, and the asteroid belt and almost touching Jupiter. And so just... uh, astronomically gargantuan
1: do you see those new pictures of jupiter this week
0: yeah it's so it's, crazy the, there's lots going on and uh soon we'll do a topic about the james webb telescope and uh what we are going to expect to see mm. with it it's i feel like we've talked easy. about that before but maybe not as a subject. Cursorly, yeah okay and uh and so um We expect in the next 10,000 or so years, which is uh, very brief in the astrological, uh, astronomical uh, life cycle, very long for our human lives. We expect in the next 10,000 or so years for Betelgeuse to supernova. And basically at that point, the, um, the forces no longer balance and it... Explodes into a big cloud of gas and uh, that would be kind of the normal next step in in the life cycle Uh, There's been reported cases of supernova that have happened in history. There's one about 1100 uh, A.D. that you could read by it in the night sky and see it with your eyes during the day sky uh, for about a year and so it uh, later uh, evolved into the Crab Nebula. So what oh. we know as the Crab Nebula uh, didn't exist before 1100 A.D. That uh, oh, weird. so there was a uh, explosion of a star. It was super bright for a long time, and then the gas cloud and and uh, ensuing light of things uh creates what we now see as the crab nebula oh that's cool yeah and so that. something like that is expected to happen with with betelgeuse and orion over the next ten thousand years and so people were speculating like well it's dimming down maybe it's getting ready to supernova uh that's probably not the case uh there's definitely debate about that out in the world uh but it's now February and it's starting to bright up, brighten up again. Yeah. And so what they think is more of an astronomical extinction event, which is basically it probably uh, expelled some dust or some material out between it and us and so it kind of blocked some of the oh, light see, right. and now that is diffusing or getting out of the way or right. rotating around or, or whatever and and uh is starting to dissipate right and so that's it's probably like, it's
1: like the lens they put on the camera with elizabeth taylor in her later years where it's just like <laughs> they smeared vaseline over everything <laughs> so it's all soft and you couldn't it's, see any any harsh lines
0: exactly or all of the uh the uh, female scenes in Star Trek. Uh, oh yeah, totally. You know, scenes, <laughs> totally.
1: Shot through pantyhose. <laughs> they actually would use pantyhose or they... Vaseline on the lens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: and uh, it is it is interesting to note that uh, Betelgeuse is 642 light years away. So what we are seeing literally is what happened in the year 1378 is what we're seeing right now wow. and so it might have already supernova yeah it could be not there <laughs> could be not there we and we won't know until uh the light gets to us where is the, the present phase. and where is the
1: future and we're, where is the past it all depends it on where you all stand
0: depends on where you are that's and so, so weird so think about that uh when you're uh looking up at orion uh, the upper left hand corner is Betelgeuse. I do
1: now that you say it's the it has that red shift, I yeah. do always notice the one that it just looks like a little almost LED light that goes from a couple different kind of reds and, yeah. and it just blinks back and forth. Yeah. It's really and cool. So when
0: when uh, the blinking of stars that we see with our eyes isn't necessarily uh, it, it's not the variable light that okay. we are are talking about in terms of the star emitting different uh, levels of light. Right. That blinking or a twinkling star is caused by the heat uh, uh, shift that you see. Basically, you know, when you look at the top of a hood of a car in oh, the right. daylight and you see that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the same thing is happening with the earth giving off heat uh, after the Why sun. Why wouldn't they down. all
1: twinkle equally then?
0: Uh, it Depending on the, the variance of. Uh, brightness that it has, uh, and so and uh, there's a lot of factors, a lot of factors there. But usually that twinkling in is my head, there was always some sort of something
1: called phase
0: shift, and that's what I was seeing. But I don't know really any what that means. So when we talk about uh, the red shift or blue shift, there we go. in in star and and astronomical calculations, we know that based on the contents of a star, it should have it should be giving this exact frequency of light out, right? And if it's moving away from us or towards us, we're seeing a Doppler effect in the light frequencies. And so if it's moving towards us, uh, the frequency is going to effectively look to be higher. So it's going to be closer to the blue side of the red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. So, it's going to be more in that blue shift. And if it's uh, longer frequency, it means it's moving away from us and uh, we'll see some redshift. And so, we can use those kind of calculations to determine if we're looking at the side of a galaxy, we can figure out the speed that it's rotating okay. because there's going to be one side where stars are going to be bluer and one side where the uh, they're going to be redder as uh, they are rotating away or, or towards you and they do lots of math on all the little uh, points of light that they can get out of that galaxy and determine the composition and the speed of that galaxy. And that's where dark matter calculations come in and things like that are like it sh- it is giving us a calculation that says that the mass is 10 times more than what the speed of something rotating like this is. So there's something else that we're not physically seeing, and that's dark matter.
1: Wow. Maybe I'm seeing dark matter from my porch then. You
0: might be seeing dark (laughs) matter from your porch. Yeah. Uh, So, Beetlejuice,
1: take... It's so fascinating. Every time I think about... I was talking with one of the kids this past week about... Just the enormity of space and you know the how things are moving apart right now. And that's why we trace things back, and that's what the Big Bang is, and like all that stuff. Yeah. And it's just so interesting. And then I blew his mind with the time is relative thing and the two clocks flying around the world. And <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, but that's it for the Mark and Todd cast this week. We are sorry if you are a Pete Buttigieg fan. Aww. Get a hold of Mark. You guys will commiserate, have a few. Where oh. am I
0: gonna, or am I gonna vote? Where are you gonna Whoa, put, where are you gonna put all your energy vote? now?
1: Well, now you oh, have a collector's yeah. edition in that Buttigieg mug, I think. I, That's, I do. That'll be a collector's item. We have item.
0: buttons and mugs and stickers and uh, shirts. It's and always and edge, breakups edge. are
1: always hard. Mm. <laughs> well, you were as as I have always been told about your people, Mark. You will survive. <laughs> so there is that well thank you for listening check out fun employment radio and all their other great shows for things i believe that they're going to have some sort of event coming up and i'm not sure the dates Hmm. but uh so stay tuned uh if you don't follow them on facebook uh facebook.com slash fun employment radio check them out we're on uh facebook and i don't are we on anything else i don't think we are we were on YouTube until my, <laughs> right. until it was yanked down in the great oh. knitting debacle of 2019. <laughs> so you can't check that out anymore. Our whoosh bottle video was gone. Oh. Um, so check that out. Uh, other than that, we've got nothing to play you out. So um,
0: whatever. We'll, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> we'll talk
1: to you later. Bye. I suppose I can... Oh, another I, a quick tip, I should guess I should... Um,
0: you know. How do we not look old, Todd? <laughs>
1: Please don't wear gym sneakers with jeans. Let the width of the leg opening determine the perfect shoe pairing.
0: Huh. Well, there well you
1: what come. are you supposed to wear? Well, okay. What All am right. I supposed to wear my gym sneakers with? No one
0: knows. I don't know. Okay, bye.